0: Hi, this is Rachel. And this is Natalie. And we are the Instamamas. We are sisters with a podcast and we talk about everything from faith, healthy, clean living, adoption, foster care, motherhood, and and everything everything in in between. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Natalie and Rachel. And today we're really excited about our topic. It is about motherhood around the holidays. We're actually having a hard time pinning down a topic what to call this (laughs) well we'll just tell you what we're gonna do we're gonna discuss some songs and some verses around christmas and kind of focus on mary who is what became a mother around christmas Mm -hmm. and there's all these songs about silent night and like anybody who's given birth like does not remember that night being silent (laughs) we said it wasn't silent till after the baby was born yeah yeah and jesus was actually a good baby I'm hoping, yeah, because, I mean, away in the manger, he says, no crying, he makes. It's like, (laughs) really, though? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, mother, I have a poopy diaper. (laughs) Why does Jesus always have a British accent, too? That's what I want to know. Because it's so fancy. (laughs) I guess so. Well, um, let's get started. There's a verse, and Rachel and I are going to talk about last year what we were going through as mothers. Because it is a very, 2019 Christmas was very different Yeah, it's so crazy. Were you still in India at this point, right? Yeah. So at the time of this recording, we were still in India. We got back just a couple days before Christmas. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. But this is a verse that kind of stuck with me. We got custody of our daughter at the end of November. And so we were becoming a little family in December. And so this is the verse that, I don't know, I was reading the Nativity story, and it really stuck out to me. It says, in Luke 2, chapter uh, chapter 19, verse 2. Okay, it's meh, start over. In Luke 2, <laughs> verse 19. She's <laughs> like, I don't know how to read the Bible. anyways. but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And it's talking about when all the shepherds were um, worshiping baby Jesus. And, like, what awe. Uh, This woman must have been in. Any first-time mother realizes how sweet and how precious. And Mary had just given birth to, like, uh, the Son of God. And... And these people are worshiping, he's the king, and she's just this humble kind of peasant woman, Jewish woman. And there's a heavenly host of angels singing. Can you imagine the beauty of that sound? Oh, my gosh. I, just, I mean, I'm pretty close to sounding like the voice of an angel. Yeah, but you're pretty, no, you're pretty close to sounding like a whole host of angels, like 45 <laughs> angels, because you're so loud well if you watched our live the other day we were recording a christmas cd and my microphone like literally can't handle rachel's voice let's just like stand across the room and it just gives up it's like i just give up i can't even do this <laughs> but yeah but... like can you imagine the beauty of that sound like heavenly not just one angel a whole heavenly host and uh, i love it in my daughter's little bible kids bible app It's like animated, and when you press like the angels, they all go, ah, 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 and it's so pretty, and she loves it, and she'll just press it over and over, (laughs) but yeah, so December of 2019, I was living in a hotel room in rural India, and it was, we had a gecko for a roommate, some kind of gecko sorry that's my phone it's doing this a weird thing where it makes a really loud buzzing noise just so you know but um we had just gotten custody of my daughter it was a really difficult month leading up to her custody we had court changes we had I mean it was I'm in like a foreign country foreign smells dealing with um dealing with you know, trying to feed my, my three-year-old who, well, she's not even three yet, um, who is really having trouble eating and can only eat like two or three things and has to be fed every two hours and we do not have a microwave or anything in our hotel room. So we had to order in and, I had to, like, explain to someone who doesn't speak English. It's like, this is baby food. It cannot be spicy because literally everything we ate from that hotel was spicy, even the French fries. <laughs> so, but anyways, I know these sound like really petty problems when I say them out loud like this. But um, I don't think so. I think it's like when most women have a baby and they're a brand new mom, they come home from the hospital. And, you know, it's not a glamorous thing. Your, Your body's wrecked. But people will sign up to bring you meals, people want to see the new baby, you know, and you're kind of given the excuse to kind of lounge around and just mm-hmm. be you and baby for a little bit, you know, but it if you was don't really, have other kids. It was really lonely in India, yeah, not having people speak our language and, but it was also a really precious time because we got to just dote on and adore our sweet little girl and, and she was also really sick and came with lice and was really malnourished and And so there was a lot of, like... And she was scared, you know. And she bonded with us very quickly, but which I think is a miracle. But I just remember holding her one night. And the fact that she, like, let me hold her as she fell asleep, that's, like, not a thing she does very often anymore. But I just remember thinking of that verse about Mary pondering. And I just looked into my daughter's sweet little face, and I just was pondering how precious motherhood is. I would literally been a mom for like a week and it was just some days it was surreal i'd wake up in the middle of the night and be like i'm a mom (laughs) oh my gosh another life is like dependent on me and it felt so real and so unreal at the same time i guess surreal is the word for that yeah it's interesting because even when ariana um she was a little bit older when she came to us she wasn't a newborn baby but she wasn't quite a toddler yet and i just remember you know My daughter has huge eyes, (laughs) just these big, beautiful eyes. That night I brought her home, I just sat and we just stared up at each other, and I just stared in her eyes and just thought, like, oh, this could be my baby. At that point, we brought her home in hopes of adoption, but it was still really uncertain. I mean, did part of you know? I don't know. Part of me was really afraid because I had just gone through that loss where I lost all four kids in, like, one fell swoop that we were fostering, and so... Yeah, that's hard. You're like, want to give, you, you're you giving this child your whole heart, but mm-hmm. it hurts to do it. Oh, can't even imagine. When I, it's crazy. The first time I held my daughter and then the day I got to like walk her out of the orphanage in my arms, there was a month between that, those Ugh, two days. That would have been hard. And so once she was in my arms, I was like, you are not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And it was a a very hard season, but it's also a really precious time. A lot of people don't get to spend as much time in country with their kids, so I think it gave her a lot of time to, like, bond with us. I going to trust you, like, when you guys came home, like, she knew this is my mom and dad. Where some kids, it takes them months, sometimes years, to adjust to that. Yeah, and we don't families where the kids... It took, yeah, years and lots of work to, to create those bondings. So we were really blessed. It really was a miracle that it happened so fast. Um, but then I think about, uh, yeah, just very different. Like, we there were some Christmas decorations in our hotel, but it was, like, it was just so different. There's like, an elephant walking down the street, and it's and I'm expecting to see, like, Santa decorations. <laughs> and, of course, I'm not seeing Santa decorations, you know. But um, a year later, my daughter is like, gosh, almost 10 pounds heavier, which is a lot when you're that small. She's healthy. She's happy. She's joyful. She's sleeping in her own room in a big girl bed and eating all kinds of food and all kinds of nutrient things. She's just amazing. So, I, And last Christmas, I should say, we got home right before Christmas. Last Christmas. Christmas. We are only talking about beautiful old (laughs) hymns today. Not any annoying (laughs) department store stuff. But anyways, that's another thing. My daughter loves music. But last Christmas, we didn't decorate. We got home barely in time. I wrapped some presents in, like, the packaging paper that comes in your Grove packages because I literally didn't have Christmas (laughs) paper. Environmentally friendly. It was environmentally. And, you know, she... We took pictures, and she looked beautiful, and but she, like, had no idea what was going on. And I think our church's preschool gave us their tree, <laughs> and that's, like, the only reason we even had a tree up. I mean, we didn't bring, but this year we got to, like, decorate together, and she helped put ornaments on the tree, and she's helped take ornaments off the tree when she shouldn't. <laughs> uh, but she's actually, like, I don't know how much she understands, but she knows, like, something special's going on. And I think, I think Christmas is such a season for mothers to just lean in and ponder all the beautiful miracles that motherhood is. Yeah, because it's really... I hear a lot of mothers, um, and I've seen it on Facebook a lot lately too, just moms who are just tired and just hate the Christmas season. They hate the shopping. They hate the parties that they have to plan, and even 2020 is a lot less than it would probably normally be. But these moms are just like, I'm so one mom posts that she's so tired of buying gifts that people are just so ungrateful for that she's just done this year. She's, and it really like broke my heart because I said, well, God brought his only son into the world. The greatest gift of all. The Christmas season is supposed to be this celebration of beauty and fun and family And life, Satan takes what God makes. We've said this several times in our podcast. Satan takes what God meant for, like, what God made, and he takes it and turns it into trash and counterfeits it. Mm -hmm. And so Christmas has become so commercialized for so many people. Like, I have to find the right gift. I have to find the, you know, and then there's that guilt if you don't or how much did I spend. And people, people go into thousands of dollars in debt. And to me, that's just, wow. Yeah, someone's saying that people are paying their Christmas credit card debt off into, like, March and April. And to me, that's just crazy because I know we want to give our kids good Christmases. And even, but here's the thing, even when I was fostering, we would do the same thing. We'd want to give our kids, especially our foster kids, because they... And some, this might be the only Christmas we get, you know? Um, So I would start shopping in like September, trying to find good gifts. And I wouldn't even know who I'd have in December, but I'd find random things like, oh, this would be good for a four-year-old. This would be good for a 17, you know? (laughs) Um, But what was so sad though, is a lot of times on Christmas day, then the social workers would bring over tons of presents that people would donate and stuff. And the kids would just be so overwhelmed And or you because they didn't want the stuff. The kids wanted time. They want their family. They want they want their lives back. You know, and it's and I think about our childhood why Christmases were so special, and our mom worked tirelessly tirelessly to make them special. She shopped starting in June probably, and she's a really good gift giver. But I I still wear a lot of well, and they didn't have a lot of money. They had six kids, so that's a lot. Even if you bought each kid a ten dollar present, you know what I mean. Like one present, it's it adds up really quickly, and on top of that, you know you have the Christmas meal and then buying the family presents. And our mom was really good, and she also would make us presents. One of my favorite Christmas presents is when she made me these scrunchies. Like, she made me, she taught me how to make these, my own scrunchies, and she made the sleeves for all the scrunchies with all this different fabric, and she got me all the sewing stuff, and I loved that. I remember you were, like, jumping up and down, you were so excited, Uh, What were you, like, 11 or 12? Yeah, I remember, okay, what was, like, the gift I was most excited for when I was a preteen? Do you remember? I don't. When I opened it up, and I said, oh my goodness, you got me? For the pre-teen soul. Oh my gosh, you guys! If you were born in the '90s, I guess Rachel was technically born in the '80s. But if you're one of those millennials, you know about chicken soup for the soul. Oh yeah, and but, I was so excited that I got. And she read that whole soup. thing and cried every freaking day. Oh my gosh, it was such a good book. Chicken soup for the preteen soul. I was and like when I got it, like we have a video of me being like, oh, chicken soup for the. Pre- <laughs> like, I was so excited. But the Christmases, it wasn't really about the presents. I mean, I remember, especially like even now as an adult, my mom gets me really good presents and things I don't even know I want, and but, she gets them. But it was about the time we spent sun up to sundown, uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, just being a family oh, in PJs yeah. around the fire, telling stories, eating, cooking together, and... We, if we my watched dad movie, playing his guitar, dad playing his guitar, watch It's a Wonderful Life together. Now <laughs> they're going to make me cry. Okay, Rachel. <laughs> we are not allowed to cry. But anyways, we're just saying like, ah. Oh. And she wrapped the presents so pretty. But we're not saying because, you know, guys, you should see how I wrap a present. It looks like I wrapped it with oven mitts on. Like, I am not good at wrapping. That's not my strong point. But you can do little things so the holidays don't have to become stressful. And if, do we really want to put that on our kids? And especially when we go to family's house and they buy our kids a bunch of stuff and then they go home and it's broken like a week later or they never use it and it ends up in Goodwill. Like all that money wasted for nothing. And does that create grateful kids? Does that create kids who are thankful for the things that they get? No, we want to make it all about what this season was about. The greatest gift. God brought Jesus into the world. So Rachel, t- a lot's changed for you in the last year. So where were you in Christmas season twenty nineteen? Mm-hmm. Last year, um, my husband and I were separated. We ugh, divorce papers were turned in. I was still waiting on his side of the divorce papers at that point in December. We were supposed to have even a custody. We were going through a custody battle then. He had you just were a started having. Ha- I was a single mom. He had just started having visits. And I was really lonely. And because of that, I was trying to grasp. And your best friend wasn't in India. Yeah, that was the biggest thing. <laughs> Natalie was gone. And the church was so good. I had people constantly texting me like, hey, you want to hang out? Or, hey, what are you doing? Or, like, just, like, I got sick one day and somebody just dropped soup off at my friend's stoop, And, like, just our church was so good to me then. And, yeah, I was still kind of grasping at straws, like. I had no idea where my life was going and and the school that I worked for my families were so generous that year, you know, it's just it was so hard because it was so lonely because on Christmas morning you wake up and your kid opens their presents and they're so excited and you look around and it's just you. It's heartbreaking cuz it's not You want to be able to share that. You want Mm -hmm. when your kid does something exciting or when they had a good day at school and there's nobody to share that with. Mm -hmm. It's heartbreaking. And so I was just relishing in the goodness of God just last weekend because. Um, my husband and my daughter were putting the star on the tree and I got a picture of her looking at him and in that picture she's just looking at him with such adoration and he has been so involved in all the holiday stuff I mean he sat there with her tonight with glue and popsicle sticks and crafted with her and if you've ever crafted with a three-year-old it takes a lot of patience oh my gosh we made gingerbread houses the other day and I was thinking it was gonna be this fun experience it was the most <laughs> stressful thing I've ever done You're like no don't touch and that. then she broke her house like four times and then kept crying and there's oh. so much icing on that thing <laughs> and then she like at one point had the icing bag just pushing it straight into her mouth <laughs> I was like, God. and my husband's like oh can i eat off these i was like you don't want to." no eat don't these. eat off of those <laughs> well and plus like two like popsicle sticks and glue they don't always hold the best so she's like <laughs> well, "She's like, really mad. getting frustrated and he's like it's okay and but like he's so gentle with her and he's so consistent with her and it wasn't like that before and life with the two of us was really different and so I was just thinking like god I really didn't think my life could be like this like I'm so, you're so thankful pondering the miracle of restoration in your yeah. family this year not only just here let's bring you guys back together and work on a marriage it's brought you guys back together and completely restored your family like it is a miracle Mm -hmm. so you're like making new traditions and and i do feel like christmas falls on the mom a lot Mm -hmm. you know the dad gets to like show up and be like what did we get the kids (laughs) you know yeah and uh uh but i i'm excited it's kind of a first christmas for both of us because it's like uh i mean guess technically last year we had our daughter on the day of Christmas, and it was a wonderful, blessed day, and it was not stressful, but this year I actually get to, like, do all the traditions. Oh, yeah, and And you had a parasite, so you were tired, and you were still dealing with time change. Talking about parasites all the (laughs) time. (laughs) You were dealing with a child who could only eat certain foods and Mm -hmm. was very emotional, and you had – you literally your life was pretty much – Survival mode. Yeah, and so you didn't really get to enjoy. Mm -hmm. I mean, we hung out for, like – a tiny 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 bit yeah rachel was the first family that got to come be around serbia Mm, because we wanted her to be very comfortable but yeah and then for your family it's like the first year brought back together restored and it's not going to be like any christmas you've ever had before. oh yeah well and and the the thing is too is this year we're we're on the same page in unity and we have such a good church family that's like keeping us accountable you know Mm -hmm. well that's amazing well let's Let's transition to the next part. We want to talk about some songs that really speak to us. We're a, a very musical family, if you haven't figured that out yet. Um, mm-hmm. But we just absolutely... It's really easy, and this is something that frustrates me about Christmas, is it's really easy to just get into, like, all the Christmas songs. And I, this year, have just been drawn to the really old... Hymns mm-hmm. that really speak to on a beautiful level, and I think there's there's nothing wrong with Mariah Carey. I love you know, all of, I don't want to laugh for Christmas. You know, oh like yeah, it stuck in my head. And I love listening to the Jonas Brothers Christmas. Shameful! <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> you teach sixth graders. I guess you can't really help. When yeah. just a Justin Timberlake Christmas song came on my playlist today, and I was like, Ugh. <laughs> like why I just don't want to hear like I don't want to hear Justin without NSYNC. Uh, Yeah, oh my gosh, he's he's never been the same since they broke up. I I haven't been emotionally, but no, but, and I mean, there's beautiful, beautiful Christmas songs, and I like, sleigh bells ring, Mm. are you listening? But I love, my daughter can actually sing the tunes of some Mm. of these songs, and so, but she only likes, like, the old, pretty hymns. So, Rachel, what's the first song you picked? So, I just picked, Oh, Holy Night, Mm. because I think about... How dark the world was before Jesus. In sin and error, pining. Mm-hmm. Just the whole world was pining. It was like about to take a breath. Like the Roman Empire was such an evil, cruel place, I think, especially to children. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, people were just fearful, like all the time being. When well, we think about today's world, like when people talk about government oppressions, like, no, no, not here, America. But it's like, can you imagine being in an actual country with real government oppression, you know? Well, and even the fact that they had to travel to Bethlehem to do the census, like it wasn't a choice. And just not like, oh, I'm pregnant, I can't travel. It's like, no, you are going to go and, and it's amazing because what government forced was actually part of God's plan because yeah. he meant for baby Jesus to be born in Bethlehem, the city of David. Well, and Isaiah said that the government would be on his shoulders. So, I mean, there was so much prophecy just before he was even born. But even think how King Herod sent people to kill all the children, under all the baby boys under two years old. Yeah, so if you think that that was accepted in a time like that where they could just be like, oh, geez... And people didn't revolt and say, you know, don't take our children. But that just shows you how much hold that the Roman Empire had. And so my favorite part of that song is when it's like, the soul felt its worth. When you're living, like, in hard, hard times, and it's just chaos, and it's just there's no hope. And then all of a sudden, And you feel worthless as a human being, like, as an individual, especially... Mm -hmm back then people weren't individuals but then it says what what's the lyric which part the one you were just talking about oh the soul felt its worth and then all of a sudden the soul feels yeah. valuable from a tiny baby Jesus mm-hmm. it's like one oh. well, it's like I think a lot of the people in the story didn't even really understand everything that was going on but like the Holy Spirit showed them. And obviously there were like straight up angels telling him to. <laughs> mm-hmm. And here's the thing. It was so, in the last verse of that. It says, and in his name, all oppression shall cease. And so when people, a lot of people, it's hard because when they heard the prophecies of Jesus and all that, they felt like God was going to deliver them from the oppression of Rome. But cut, it was the oppression of sin. Like, yeah. can you imagine like God delivered us through his son from the oppression of sin. Isn't that far more valuable than the oppression of government? When all those prophecies were hundreds of years old. And so you think the people in this dark, dark world were kind of like, maybe God isn't going to do what he said he was going to do. And then a thrill of hope. Yeah. The weary world rejoices. For yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Oof. I know, and then everyone loves the... Rachel can't sing it or it'll break my microphone. Well, and plus, her daughter's asleep, Yeah, (laughs) but the just... And then everyone knows the fall on your knees. You know, it's it's this, like, compulsion, this beautiful, beautiful... To be in the presence of God and to hear the angels singing. Mm -hmm. Like, what that mom must have felt. When, like, she was such a humble person, Mother Mary. Like, just like, oh my goodness, and... Any first-time moms, you're like, it's so scary. There's so much you don't know about birthing and about being pregnant and what it feels like and just, but she was just so faithful and so loving. Well, yeah, too. And our pastor brought to light on Sunday during his sermon. He was, one thing that I had never thought about before that he mentioned is it doesn't mention any of her family except for Elizabeth. That's true. Like, so you must think that... Said her family and his family, they were going back, so his family had to go back for the census. Yet nobody had a place for them to stay, so their family had completely abandoned them because they were this young couple having a baby out of wedlock. And And who's gonna believe them? (laughs) Don't worry, it's the son of God. It's God's baby. Like don't worry. Like who would believe Elizabeth? Really, there's only she's the only account in the Bible who believed Mary, and she was filled with the Holy Spirit. To be a teenage girl. And I mean, anybody, who, and a lot of women have had to give birth either by themselves or only with one partner with them. And in well, this year of COVID, there's like all these rules about what baby people can be in the hospital. And it must feel so lonely. Well, and two, in that time, you could have been killed for that kind of behavior outside of marriage. And instead of when the angel came to her and said that you're going to have a son and he's going to be Jesus and he's going to be the son of God. And she says, well, okay, how can that be? I'm a virgin. And he said, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. And then she She's said, like, okay. Oh. Like, it wasn't like, well, am I going to get in trouble? Or what is my family going to think? Like, sorry, I can't do this because I'll lose everything. I'm already betrothed to a man that I love and all this. And no, she said, Okay and she just trusted the lord like what kind of trust would you have to have to just be able to be like and and lose everything and i think i mean there's only so much we get from the biblical accounts but i i i imagine just from my own experience in motherhood how inspiring it was oh well, yeah mean, i was i was i got to be the mother to a child that needed a mother in this world and who had gone almost 3 years without one and it was this beautiful, awe-inspiring, I'm never going to be the same. Something shifted. Moms, maybe we need to like make a word for it, but there was something that clicked in me. It, there definitely is when you become a mom that just is so and you know, different. all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm a mom. I think it's because it's the first time I think you really think, like, I would literally lay my life down for this person here. Mm-hmm. Of course you would think that about your spouse, but it's not something that you ever think about because they kind of, are their own human. They protect themselves. But then when you have a little person who relies on you for everything Mm -hmm. and you are responsible... Oh... It's heavy. It is heavy. And imagine that little baby being the son of God. You're like, oh. Yeah. So. But she uh, she was considered blessed. And well, and she even said that. Women. I love this in Mary's song in Luke when she does her song. And mm-hmm. she says, I will be called blessed from generation to generation. And who do a lot of people talk about during Christmas time? Yep, Mother Mary. And when I, um, I love that image maybe we'll put on our Facebook page it's Eve and the snake is wrapped all Mm. around her and she's putting her hand on Mary's pregnant belly Mm. and like and Mary is I think she's like stepping on the snake's head or something yeah she's crushing the snake and Mm -hmm. Eve is like they're like two women just kind of like okay women brought sin into the world but that's the beauty of God and his mercy is yeah a woman brought sin into the world but God used a woman to be the vessel to bring what would mm-hmm. save us from our sins. Ah. Oh, that's amazing. And I even... It's just... I even just love the whole story in itself where she goes to visit her cousin. She's probably scared half to death because she's pregnant at this point And she's just thinking like, okay, what am I going to do? Well, let me go hide from my family and try to decide how... Because she's with Mary for three months before she even tells Joseph. Or she's with Elizabeth for three or, months. Sorry, yeah. Elizabeth. Mary's with Elizabeth before she tells Joseph... And she's probably thinking, like, okay, how am I going to tell him? How am I going to have to tell him this? And then as soon as she walks in and greets Elizabeth, the baby in Elizabeth's womb leaps for joy, and Elizabeth and the baby is filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And Mary's just like, whoa. And that's when she sings her song, and she says, And my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. All generations. And here we are, thousands of years later, just still talking about her, huh? Yeah, she was pretty great. Well, so I chose the song, "The Little Town of Bethlehem. And it can be, like, listened to as, like, oh, it's a fun little kid song or whatever. Yeah. But when you get into, like, all the, the deep verses. So, you know, we most of us know the first verse. Oh, little town of Bethlehem. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. Um, I do love, you know, yet in thy dark streets shine at the everlasting life. The hope and fears... Of all the years are met in you tonight. So that's like the whoa, one. Whoa. You should slow that down. I know. I, but the first verse everyone knows. The but it's the like. Of the, all, the all of it. The thing I think it's kind of like when we were talking about Oh Holy Night. All of it's like building this anticipation. But I really love the third verse. Because it goes. How silently. How silently. The wondrous gift is given. First of all, I mean, I know they mean like spiritually it was silent (laughs) because I don't think birth is very quiet. (laughs) But um, but I think how the wondrous gift is given. So God imparts to human hearts the blessing of his heaven. No ear may hear his coming, but in this world of sin, where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. And it's this beautiful thing, this like... God was lofty and high up and far away from us and always separated. In the Old Testament, he had to come in like a cloud or a pie in a mountain or hiding in a bush, mm-hmm. a burning bush. But And he used to say, take off your sandals because you're on holy ground, you know, and just everything. And that's who God is because he's this awe-inspiring, perfect being. He cannot be around sin. He cannot, you know, he can't. If he showed his face to you, you would die yeah. like, as a human. But he loved us so much, he wanted to restore that lost relationship that he sent a human being Mm -hmm. down to earth who was God and man. In the flesh. And he didn't send him in a palace born as a king. He didn't send him as a famous celebrity like in our generation. He sent him as a baby needing everything done for him. Like in the most humblest, humblest, humblest state, he sent him as a baby. I think that's why a lot of the old songs are like, how silently, how quiet this night must have been, and I mean, obviously they were in like a stall with animals and stuff, but there, I bet there was just this like moment in the middle of the night where it was just Mary and her baby, and just that awe-inspiring thing that it's awesome, well, and there's almost not even words to describe well, it. Because I even think about it, um, you know, I when I was fostering, I did bring a baby home from the hospital. And her and I were so close. And she would lay with me at night when everybody else had gone to sleep. And she'd look at me with her big eyes and we'd just stare. And she'd coo at me and she'd smile up at me. And I would just feel like the world felt so at peace in those late night moments with her. So I can't imagine like in that song where it says, Mary, did you know when you kiss your baby Jesus, you kiss the face of God? Like, whoo. Well, and I think she had had some understanding. I mean, that's why she was pondering it. She wanted to remember Mm -hmm. all these little moments. And actually, that verse helped me in a time that was really crazy with my daughter. All the transition of coming home and figuring out feeding and doctors and specialists. The Holy Spirit would remind me over and over again, ponder these things. Mm -hmm. And now I go back, and I have a very clear memory of all those first days we were together. And all the precious parts. And all the hard parts, too. And uh and don't we doesn't that kinda of happen around Christmas time? There's all this cra- I mean, with Mary, like there was tons of craziness. There was an evil king that wanted him dead. There the was senses. people who were coming to worship him. There were they were in a barn, they had to travel, nine months pregnant. Like, can you imagine being on a donkey at nine months pregnant? And I can't imagine doing anything at nine months pregnant. <laughs> I know, we've never been nine months pregnant. But, <laughs> Hallelujah. So I just I think like we get in that mode at christmas time. I got to get this. I got to get the shopping done. I got to have everything perfect. I got to but you but then are you stopping and watching your kid make their little christmas ornament with glitter all over the table that's driving you crazy because glitter goes everywhere, but are you remembering those little moments where she's or he is putting stuff on the tree or hanging stockings and are mm-hmm. you just trying to get through it? Are you trying to get through the mm-hmm. holidays? Are you pondering all these little things? The watching your kid up stage singing their little songs and just the pucker of their lips. You know, just the, the little... I look at my daughter's eyelashes and the way they perfectly curl when she sleeps next to me sometimes and I just think like help me not to forget these moments. Help me not to get through them but to like you said, ponder them. As I'm wrestling my niece and my daughter on stage to try to make them like sing for the Christmas program. <laughs> and everyone's like, you did a really good job. I was like, I was holding on very tightly yeah, <laughs> so they wouldn't jump off the stage. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, and our church is genius. They filmed it this year. Yeah. Well, we couldn't have our big thing because yeah, we commit. Yeah. But instead of being like, And that's even another excuse to be like, oh, I can't get everything done or I can't do as much as I wanted to. It's like, maybe take this year to, I mean, think about Mary and Joseph. None of their travel plans went, you know, they didn't have a safe place to have their baby for crying out loud. Mm -hmm. And they had to find, like, there was no room at the inn. And I think about how hard it was to, like, provide for my child's needs in a hotel room. And I can't imagine being in, like, a barn. A barn, yeah. And and then, you know just uh, birth in general is just a very difficult thing. You're in straw. It's not like you're in the Davenport feathered mattresses and you're laying in straw <laughs> yeah like you don't you don't have a continental breakfast in the morning yeah unless you get your own eggs from the chickens that slip next to you. and then once again you're woken up and you have to flee mm-hmm. because somebody's after you you know so i mean the whole story is just beautiful but i love the little town of bethlehem read through all the verses and just be like oh i'm just over and over again and oh holy child of bethlehem descend to us we pray Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born to us today. And and I love that children love the story of Jesus mm-hmm. because. And I tell that to my my daughter. I say, Do you know Jesus came to earth as a baby, just like you. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because the preschoolers want to read the nativity story over and over. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if it's July. It doesn't. They love it because God came to earth on their level. Yeah, and Isn't went through beautiful? all the same stages they went to. And now we're asking him to enter in and be in our lives. Mm-hmm. Not just as a baby, but as the man he became. But he he could have come on, and the next time he comes, he will come on a white horse. Mm-hmm. He will come in all his kingly goodness. But this time, he came as a baby. Mm-hmm. As a humble human being. And God used an adoption story to raise them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his bio dad was not Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Well, technically, like, yeah, uh, he wasn't. And sometimes I have, like, technically, I guess if you get super technical with it, was Mary even his biological mother? Like, she birthed him, but technically, he's like the son of God. (laughs) Like, did he have her DNA? I mean, like, how technical are we getting here? Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, I think so. I like to say that it's an adoption story, (laughs) but I mean. And the fact that he lowered himself to human status, like, oh yeah. Well, anyways, what's your next song, Rachel? We could be here all night crying well, ours. I eyes only out. had one song. Oh, Silent Night. I was like, we were supposed to choose two songs and a backup. <laughs> Rachel is being such a Mary right now. Not Mary Mother of Jesus, Mary <laughs> Sister of Martha. You're like, you will never be a Mary Mother. <laughs> But I love that it's it's surrounded by such a universal thing. Like, literally, there's only been one person in the history of humanity that was born without a bio-dad. Yeah. I guess God is his bio-dad, but without a <laughs> This is such a weird conversation. But you know what I'm saying? Literally, the only virgin in history to give birth, right? hmm And, um, but yeah, it's such a universal story because yeah. we're all mothers and we get it. Mm-hmm. And, and we've all been babies at one point. Every one of us. Do you remember it? No. I wasn't <laughs> born in a major. I was born in a blizzard. So it was stressful times. I was almost born in a car, but they made it to the hospital in yeah. time. A stressful. <laughs> mother. Mom, our poor mother. Anyway, We're talking yeah. about her a lot in this episode. Well, because our mom, like, loves Christmas. I know. Oh, my gosh. She decorates the toilet Yeah, for Christmas. It's so funny because when I like go see the light shows and stuff around our neighborhood i just think like i wish my mom was here because she would just enjoy this she has a sweater for like every day of december (laughs) like a christmas sweater and she has light up christmas earrings and they were light up (laughs) um but of course we all know like the first verse of silent night so i'm going to focus on the last verse where it's just silent night holy night son of god loves pure light Radiant beams from thy holy face with the dawn of redeeming grace. Like in the morning, redeeming grace. Mm-hmm. Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. Yeah, he. that's funny because people are like, why do you Christians focus on Christmas so much? And honestly, I mean, our church does as big a thing for Christmas as Easter like mm-hmm. because those are kind of our two big holidays. But like him dying on the cross is like, the thing that happened later and it's like the whole crux of our faith, but it was him being born and the way that he was born and the sad, dark world he came into and Mm -hmm. how little children were, were not valued and not valuable. And he came into that world as a little baby. Mm -hmm. And, but God chose the people that were going to value him and, and raise him, you know, Mary and Joseph, even like Mary, being the the vessel for him, but even Joseph being the the father of him. And such great faith that Joseph had to take her as his wife, even though he knew what people would say and that family would disown them and that they wouldn't get this big wedding celebration feast like most couples in the Jewish culture get because they had a baby out of wedlock. And people wouldn't believe that he's the son of God until... Later, thirty-one years later, when he starts doing miracles and even then not everyone believes. Yeah, there's uh, people today that still don't believe. They're and like, so can oh, you imagine was a good teacher? Yeah. Can you imagine them raising their child being like, No, it's okay, he really is the son of God. Like, come on, people, he's the son of God. Like, have you not figured out he's the son of God yet? <laughs> he's so Jesus is so perfect, like gets straight A's in school, he's acing all his carpentry classes. <laughs> And people are like, oh, yeah, Mary like thinks her kid is the best. God. But he literally was. There goes Mary, thinking her kid's the son of God. <laughs> her, her bumper sticker on her donkey would say, like, my kid is the son of God. <laughs> yeah. Instead of my kid is, like, on, on the, the honor roll. are <laughs> oh, such dorks. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I mean, it's so funny. Like it is so awe inspiring and I think that's why they say silent night and they talk about how quiet it must have been. I I think it's, it's more quiet the feeling. In the spirit. Mm-hmm. Like the spirit it's is not, quiet. I doubt it was actually quiet. In that yeah, there's that. cows mooing, there's donkeys neighing, Honking? I don't what do donkeys do? Huh? They bay, right?
1: Yeehaw. Don't they
0: call it brain? Braying. <laughs> okay. Is it brain? And the angels were praying. Yeah. <laughs> and the donkeys be braying. <laughs> and the heavenly hosts be singing yeah that's what they sing isn't that beautiful that's what my, my daughter's been walking around just singing that song <laughs> it's so she goes ooh, and she pushes out her lips and she's so cute well even like um the shepherds i love the shepherds watching over their sheep at night and the angel of the lord says do not be afraid i bring you good news mm-hmm. like back then it's like we don't get much good news and the fact that he went to shepherds they probably thought they were, like, hallucinating out yeah. in the field. Like, ooh, what kind of grass were we chewing on? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because, yeah, it would have been, and then lit up all of a sudden. I just think, uh well, and, like, shepherding was kind of a lowly Oh, yeah. It was stinky. Like, Let, hung out with sheep. But that's I know what, in the nativity scene, you always see this, like, little clean-shaven, beautiful boy holding his sheep. Uh-huh. It's like, no, they were burly men. Like, yeah, they had to fight off wolves and... In the wilderness, and, and I also like how like my nativity, all the nativity scenes are like, like the palest alabaster stone faces. I know, like, like this like, is like Israel. They <laughs> <laughs> would have had a tan, probably. Gosh, my except for that one, that one black king. There's always like one <laughs> black wise man for some reason. Can someone explain it to me? Like why they are all so white? <laughs> except for the one black one. Oh my gosh. Well, and two, it's like. I love it because I think being a Christian and loving Jesus and knowing Jesus is not an elitist thing Mm -hmm. because it's not something that's just for the rich or just for the kings or just for the higher people. Like, no, Lord loves the humble and he comes to the humble. Mary was pondering what the shepherds were saying and praising. Yeah, she's like, You know? And then obviously they were pretty impressed probably by the gold frankincense and myrrh, Mm -hmm. but that came quite later. Yeah. But just, you know... um, that is the just the beauty of the story is that Jesus came lowly and He was for the lowly and the high, and it it didn't matter if you were rich, it didn't matter if you were poor, and it still doesn't. Yeah, you know we just all come that to I've the done, Jesus. yeah, all that I've done before won't matter anymore, and I've just seen Jesus, and I'll never be the same again. That's actually a Sandy Patty like song, but I love those words to that those lyrics too, like. Mm. Oh, I've just seen Jesus. The other song I chose was Emmanuel. And if you don't know what it means, it means God with us. And this is so important because, like, every other religion is very separating, like, of the God or the deity from humans. Mm -hmm. It's all about humans trying to work to attain a level where they can be in the same presence of of gods with a lowercase g. Mm -hmm. But God did the opposite where he... Um, Lord Himself so He could be on our level. Because like we were talking about earlier, God literally can't show Himself to us without killing us <laughs> in His full form. So He he had to take on human flesh. <laughs> what are you, in a horror film? Gosh. That was my Rachel, mind. she would be the person who like walks in and is like, Hello, is anyone here? Why is this music so ominous? And she would get murdered. <laughs> it's actually funny because I was reading a christmas carol the other day and i'm like oh yeah i forgot people used to tell ghost stories on christmas what the heck well i love a christmas carol but it is kind of scary yeah i'm like i think i'm gonna wait a little few more years before we read it to the girls (laughs) but um back to emmanuel so this is my husband's favorite and he always has me sing it but um there's a lot of verses and it's it's it talks about different parts of the bible and it's it's really really cool um but I'm gonna I just the first verse. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appears. Rejoice, rejoice. Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. And it was there was a period of time. There was several captivities of Israel where they were straight up slaves for 400 years and then in captivity in Babylon for like 70, 75 yeah. years. And then when they were finally restored to Israel, they're like, "God, we're never going to sin again." And then they sinned again. Surprise, surprise. And then there was like 400 years where we don't hear from God. Yeah, the between is it Malachi? Mm. That's the book before Luke? I don't know. And look it up, Rachel. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Malachi and it just like says, "Okay, you guys, we're not very nice." And And bye Felicia for four (laughs) hundred years. Um yeah. Malachi, good job. Rachel and her Sunday school teacher skills. Um (laughs) Malachi. Just not how it's (laughs) pronounced, but okay. Is it Um, Malachi? Malachi? It's Malachi. Malachi. It's Malachi. (laughs) It's late, you guys okay but yeah so i just love that idea it was like quiet for all those years and they had heard the promises especially like the jewish people that were devout and continued to read the scriptures and they were waiting for the messiah and it was it was i think that's why these songs are like uh, quiet and then what i love about and when i sing this song is i go all quiet and i do it like very quiet And then all of a sudden, at the rejoice part, I'm just so loud. Rejoice! Because it's time to rejoice all the things. We've been in captive this whole time. And literally captive as slaves, but then captive to their own sinful hearts. Mm -hmm. And no escape from it. There was no amount of blood from animal sacrifices that was ever going to cover the sins of the people. Because they were wicked. And and we are too. Mm -hmm. We're all humans. And then all of a sudden, there was hope for the world and it was a baby and we celebrate it in December and Mm -hmm. we miss the mark too often Mm -hmm. we make it about the elf on the shelf or which none of those things are not they're not bad things it's when they take the place of what the true meaning of Christmas is because some of them are like super cute one of my students was like oh I never got an elf on the shelf I really want one because there's actually a Christian lady who invented it oh he's like how do we get them and I was like you have to call Santa? I don't, I don't know. know. We never celebrated. He was the, Santa was the demon of commercialism when we were growing up. Yeah, we're kids, we weren't allowed to see Santa or talk about Santa. But I can see, even in my three-year-old, when she starts to see Santa, how she'll be like, Santa, Santa, and gets so excited. And it's like, okay, but I want her to have that same excitement for Jesus, not this mm-hmm. mythical creature who doesn't exist, who was a real person. I mean, St. Nicholas was a real person. So we do talk about Santa in our house about... How he was a real person and just how that's what Christmas is about. Like so like being helping other people and being generous. good and generous. But we can give good gifts because our father in heaven gave us the greatest gift of all. Mm-hmm. And we don't stress, honestly, we don't stress over gifts. My in-laws, we're just making them all gifts this year, like fudge and well, I don't want to say everything in case any of them listen to my podcast. <laughs> but you know, like we're just making gifts this year. And before, in the past, like, I would really stress and want to get everybody the right gift and spend a bunch of money. And then come January, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, why did we spend all that money? And and at the end of the day, I'm sure the family doesn't care. Like, oh, thank they you. You got me all together. this. You know, we just want to be together. And so we have started because of the birth of Jesus. He got three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Something you can use, something you can wear, and something you can share. Mm -hmm. When the gold gift is going to be like something you spend a little bit more money on. So for like our daughter, she really loves Legos, and Legos are expensive. So we saved up, and I've been like any gift cards. to. For some reason, I love getting gift cards, and the Lord has blessed me. I just pray. I say, Lord... Give me a chance to not go overboard, but get something that I can. That's nice. My daughter will really love. And God's blessed me with gift cards. I've gotten a couple gift cards to Target, and so we're able to get our all matching Christmas PJs because that's that's a tradition that's important to me. Cause that's something we, well, we didn't get matching ones, but mom bought us all PJs for Christmas Eve. And then you like drink hot cocoa and watch it's a wonderful life that night. And so for us, like, hold on to the traditions that are important to you and not keep trying to grasp at every single one. Like I see all these different things on Facebook, like, Ooh, I want to do that. Ooh. And like, I've just refused to do Elf on the Shelf not because I don't think it's fun or it's cute and, and some people love it and I love seeing people but I don't want to stress myself out with having that kind of burden on me to move that stupid elf every morning so okay we know how you feel about that no, I'm just oh. kidding like no but like our sister loves it and now it's a fun tradition because the older kids move hide it elf yeah. around, and it's fun for them to watch their siblings do it so I mean like it. Like I'm saying, these things aren't bad. But pick and choose like what like And if, if it costs your piece, it's too expensive. Yeah. It's too if you So let's talk out about, about some it. some practical stuff as we end here, you guys. Let's talk about some just nitty gritty practical stuff and maybe a few traditions and then we would love to hear your guys' traditions. Mm-hmm. But um I wanna start doing the tradition where you move Mary and Joseph around the house. Oh, cute. It's kind of like Elf on the Shelf, but they're not like getting into trouble because they're, they're just, just traveling, trying other. to have their baby. <laughs> they're just trying to get to Bethlehem and get their senses. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cute. So you 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 hide Baby Jesus until the more until Christmas morning, but you have Mary and Joseph kind of you hide them in different places, and so it's kind of like Elf on the Shelf, but because they get you, to run and be like, oh, where are they? Yeah, this but then you get to like talk about, oh, it was Baby Jesus, and. Like they they were traveling, baby Jesus wasn't born, and then he shows up on Christmas Day. Um, So I love that. I then well, and you do the ornaments. Talk about the ornaments are kind of a cute tradition. I just get the shivers. (laughs) Um, We actually stole this from a friend, but um, I we like to buy an ornament for each member of the family that kind of summed up that year for them. So our friend had a funny idea that their daughter was potty trained that year. So they got a poop emoji, (laughs) you know, and then you write the year on the back of it. And I think the name of the family member too. And then, well, because we inherited a bunch of ornaments from his, uh, my husband's family, his grandparents, and his grandmother who's passed away now. And they wrote the year uh, at the bottom of each ornament. And so we have her like handwriting, and the oh, year and it's, it's like a snapshot we have this one this is like 1979 um in israel and it's a little like calf and it's an ornament they got in israel in 1981 or something like that but it's like a snapshot of their life at that time so we started the tradition last year where we get uh, like something that sums up each member of the family so like obviously last year was a lot about travel and adoption and i and so we um And our daughter, we, one of our nicknames, maybe it's silly, but we just kept pondering the the story of the, um, the, 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 oh gosh, I'm going to mess it up. But anyways, a man who found a treasure in a field and he sold everything he had to go buy this field. And Mm. it's obviously not that way, but it's like we... Valued adopting our daughter so much, it was like a treasure to be able to adopt her. And so, we got her a little treasure chest, mm-hmm. it says survey 2019. And then this year, I was on a really strict diet so all year long, and for my health, and, and well, not all year long, but the last couple months. So, I got a grocery cart. Um, and then grocery shopping has been like an ordeal for me this year. Cause my daughter would not sit in the cart for the longest time. <laughs> so I was carrying her on my back or my chest and it was so hard to grocery shop. And then I had to go like three or four different stores to grocery shop to find all my specialty foods. So there's a grocery cart. So anyways, think of something that, sums up well, your year and I stole their tradition mm-hmm. so do you know what ornament I got Louis he, hopefully he doesn't listen to this because I'm waiting to Christmas day to give it to him but his heart has been in Idaho because his daughter and his wife have been in Idaho when we left Aww. him and now we're restored so I got him a little ornament that's in Idaho and it has a little heart in it Aww. I was like, well, your heart's been in Idaho, and now and you are fries. here too. No, I hope he does too. Don't listen to this. No, but then one of the traditions we've taken from our mother is we have snowman soup, mm-hmm. and that's just hot chocolate. That's really all it is, but we call it snowman soup. And then we and have. And if you watched, want to make it keto, you can do almond milk, monk fruit, uh, monk and, and, fruit cocoa, and powder, cocoa powder, and a little bit of heavy whipping cream to give it that nice. And frothy. it's so good. I think it's better. I think it is too. Um, give me then a the headache. little packets with like the who knows what kind of chemicals are in there. But then um Yeah, so we do the matching PJs and then we're gonna we're staying in a hotel this year and so because we're gonna be visiting family and so it'll be just our little fun time together to get on our Christmas PJs and to open up our just presents to each other and Get and watch It's a Wonderful Life together. If you have not watched It's a Wonderful Life, if your family's having, like, struggling with, like, ungratefulness, watch that movie. Yeah, that's a really, really oh, good Oh, it'll break your heart. Well, yeah, that's a tradition I took from my family. Like, I'm not trying to chase after every single tradition our family did. But the ones that really stuck with you. I, another one um, that I really like is uh, Oh my gosh, I just had a brain thought, leave me. I don't remember. where The train talking? left the station. The train never showed up. Rachel, <laughs> it <spilled back> <laughs> it's still back. Nantucket. I don't even know where Yeah, what it but meant. also just being present and... It doesn't have to break the bank. I mean, I was at Goodwill today, and there was tons of Christmas PJs. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, it doesn't even have to be new PJs. Like, especially if you have little kids, they're really not going to care. And our mom was amazing. She'd buy the Christmas PJs like the year before. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why they were always like giant enormous, because she's like, well, I'm just preparing in case my kid balloons up this year. (laughs) (laughs) She would absolutely put the wrong PJ the wrong kid a lot of times we just switch yeah like we traded the last time time we got pjs for mom we traded Uh, yeah she didn't mind yeah (laughs) i don't think so mom tell us if you (laughs) mind i love a, a new tradition we started this year is advent and this is another thing you could get really stressed out about and make sure it's perfect but us it's like we printed out a free advent calendar from online and we read a teeny tiny little expert excerpt from the Bible each morning. And there's these little tiles you cut out and you tape them to each day. And we didn't do yesterday's or the day before, so please don't judge us. But we do have oh, yeah, breakfast. That's us too. It's our morning devotional time. Or no, our evening devotional time, because dad wants to be a part of it too. Mm-hmm. At first I was gonna do it in the morning and then he was like, Oh, I'm gonna be a part of it. And I was like, Oh, sorry, yeah, you can be a part of it. So it's our evening devotionals and it's the same thing, but I drew the characters, but you don't have to do that. Like, Natalie says it printed out, but we're a couple mm-hmm. days behind, but we're not stressing about it. Like, oh, my gosh, I missed day four and five. Like, my three-year-old's going to judge me. We're still on Elizabeth. <laughs> but this is uh, <laughs> another thing, thing we do in is, her tummy. <laughs> is whistling with the Welches. Um Oh, my goodness. Have you heard us? No. We only do it in the car for this reason. Oh, my reason. gosh, But so my husband funny. is, like, an excellent whistler. <laughs> Like he's so good at whistling. Like he can. Oh, goodness. <laughs> okay, you need to hear him. So I sing a song and he whistles an octave higher, and it sounds really good. And my, <laughs> shut <laughs> up, Rachel. <laughs> mine, Don't worry. But um, and uh, a Serbie loves it. So instead of listening to the radio, because even the Christian radio plays secular songs during Christmas. Or right, the same ones over and over and over yeah, again? Yeah, the same five Christmas songs. I'm like, do you know there's like a million Christmas hymns? Yeah seriously but um so we just sing all our favorite songs and and serbi sings with us now and it's so fun but it's just what we do we whistling with the welches so we don't really listen to the radio all that much we just and we just have a song in our heart pretty much the whole season and we start singing in November and there's so many songs that we don't get tired and yeah and it's easy to put your kid in a car seat and just drive around and go look at lights in your yeah. warm car all these traditions, um, we could give you... Maybe we'll make a list and put on Instagram, but... Like our favorite traditions, and yeah. then we want to hear your favorite traditions. Because we don't... Personally, we don't want to break the bank. We want to have memories, not things, at um, the end of the day. And we want to ponder them. Just like Mary pondered all these things in our heart, her heart. We want to ponder these things in our heart. Yeah. So, um, mamas, this Christmas, this Christmas, uh, just remember that, um... The reason for the season. I know it sounds all these cliche things, but it's very true. It is true. It is so true that um, God came to earth as a baby. And all us moms get to kind of hold hands with Mary and history and be like, we get it. Mm-hmm. We get it. So thank you so much for listening. If you guys want to get in touch with us, we have an Instagram and a Facebook. at Instamamas, Nat and Reach. On both Instagram and Facebook. And then you can also email us at instamamas19 19. at gmail.com. All right. Well, we went almost this whole podcast without singing a lot. Sing <laughs> yeah. A lot. I was like, one of my students asked me the other day because I was making bleach bottles and I was singing. And I guess they could hear me in the all the way from the kitchen in the classroom. And they're like, Rachel, do you have to sing all the time? And I said, yes, or oh I will God. die. I'm legally obligated to (laughs) i'm just kidding um so we're gonna sing a quiet song so we don't make my my um my computer mad okay so you guys guys do silent night we did not plan this out before i just was like natalie oh and my phone is on airplane mode so i don't (laughs) have the lyrics I should You know. know the first verse to Silent Night. This is another tradition. Our family always went to Christmas on Christmas Eve. We always <laughs> went to Christmas. <laughs> we always went to church on Christmas Eve. It was a really short, like, 20-minute sermon. Beautiful candlelight service. Yeah, and we'd always sing Silent Night, and it was always really beautiful. So so while we're singing this, just really listen to the words and just ponder in your heart And about think about the first night you spent with your baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, Christmas